0: Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonnell, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I interviewed Lauren Scully. She's an online health and fitness coach based in Dublin, Ireland, and we touched on a lot of topics here. So Lauren describes her backstory, how she initially got into fitness, some of the mistakes that she made in the past. You're going to have a laugh at a few of these. The moment she decided that she would invest in a coach and make a change for the better. Lauren then speaks about binge eating, something I touch on as well. My own personal experience trying out 75 hard during lockdown. I share some of my thoughts around that. Then we transition on to strength training. How being strong is the new skinny, particularly for girls out there. Some mistakes and common mistakes that we see people make in the gym, and also how to maximize re- your results and get the most out of it. We finish off then because of the time of year, with Christmas and the holidays coming up, tips for planning around social events so that in order for your social life to win, your health and your fitness does not lose. So before we start today's episode, I just want to give a shout out. have not done this in a while, but our fan of the week this week is Colin O'Reilly, Colin shot me a message on IG and Instagram, and he said, the practicality of the show is a huge one. You don't just fire out these big ideas that are too much to achieve. And on top of this, all of your content is really accessible too. Well, Colin, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the feedback. And for anyone out here who does get value from it, please subscribe to the show on Apple iTunes and on Spotify. It really does help with the rating. And if you ever have any questions or any future post topics you'd like covered, shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. That's MC Lifestyle Fitness on Instagram. I'll also post that in the show notes. But I've spoken enough. Without further ado, here is this week's episode with Lauren Scully. I hope you do enjoy. Today's guest is Lauren Scully. Lauren is an online health and fitness coach based in Dublin, Ireland. Lauren, welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters show.
1: Hi guys, this is my first podcast, so bear with me.
0: (laughs) First of many, first of (laughs) many, Lauren. Before we get you to share about your backstory and how you got into fitness, Lauren, share something about yourself that most people do not know.
1: That most people don't know um oh this is one thing i just say in interviews i used to be into fishing when i was younger and me and my granddad used to go fishing that's real random but yeah i used to fishing <laughs> every weekend with uh, my granddad yeah
0: oh brilliant what what was your catch like there Lauren? were you bringing home money per, per per session <laughs> <laughs>
1: He used to just catch like mackerel and stuff but my granddad was deadly back then he used to bring a home and make like the batter and all himself so he would get like the beer the batter he'd put it all together we had like a fryer and all like a proper it was unreal it was like unreal. having fish yeah
0: oh you cannot feed a bit of fresh fish <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> So Lauren, share a bit about yourself and your backstory, how you actually got into fitness in the first place.
1: Yeah, so basically, um, I love the gym. Um, I used to predominantly do cl- classes a lot. So like I would have done like a lot of spin, a lot of hit, a lot of randomness. And um, I never forget the time I used to work in Nando. So I worked in hospitality for years and I thought I was great and I was going to to the gym all the time and I believed I was getting results but I remember there was a Portuguese guy and he said to me and this comment has always stuck with with me. and he said oh you go to the gym and you look like that and I swear I've never Mm -hmm. forgot it so it just goes to show that basically I was doing endless amounts of Cardio, and I didn't pay attention to my nutrition I would have did like a lot of fad diets and I didn't really understand macros like I thought if you went to gym if you did loads of cardio and classes and if you just ate left foods you would get results but If I look back, I was having like loads of random snacks. I wasn't tracking my calories. If I was tracking, I would be having like way below what I needed. And I would be doing it for, let's say, like a week or something. And then obviously I couldn't stick to whatever I was doing because I was crashing, because I was going to college. I did a marketing degree. So at the same time as going to college, I was going to work. So I was running on like snacks. And you know yourself, if you're having snacks yeah. <laughs> so you're constantly hungry, you get these short bursts of energy and then you crash again. So I didn't have a clue, but that comments always stuck with me. And when I look back now, like it's took years to get like a bit of definition in my body and it just like it did not come from doing random classes and not having enough food so yeah that's basically how I got into the gym and um, I was managing a restaurant in House. and um, really nice restaurant Labuka La it's called really yeah. really nice food if anybody's from Dublin or meads. and um, and I started doing my PT course just before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit, we kind of did the rest of the course online. Wow. Um, and then I just started making films. So I think I was just yeah. bored from lockdown. I was just making <laughs> I was random recipes. And I, I was posting like my workouts and stuff on my Instagram. Now, when I look back at the videos and the stuff that I was posting, I actually like Scares me because I definitely wasn't putting the right message out there, but I didn't know any better. Like back then, my goal was that I thought if I got as lean as possible, I would make a good coach. Whereas I know now that's not the way. I didn't have the right frame to get as lean. Like I thought if I put myself in this massive calorie deficit I would get my dream physique but I didn't have muscle below that so the truth was I stuck to my meal plan I was running I was lifting weights but there was nothing like when I stripped back I got to 49 kg but I didn't have um, any yeah. muscle so it didn't look right and people sure. just get up me are you okay and I was real like of course I'm okay like I'm following my plan but yeah so that's what's kind of pushed me today to teach people the opposite and actually show people that food is fuel and that you don't have to do endless amounts of cardio to get results.
0: And so what would have changed for you then Lauren when you started seeing results like you mentioned okay some of the mistakes you made in the past was doing random exercise in these classes where it's like I'm sure someone young like you, someone who's young and fit is doing the exact same workout as maybe a mum in her 30s or 40s and it could be her very first day in the gym. So that was one of the, yeah, go ahead Lauren
1: you go to the class it changes so there's no way somebody can progress like every single time you go it's a new routine and you know yourself if the class is a big class and there's loads of people in the class the PT doesn't even have time to come down and correct you so my squats oh my god if I look back (laughs) what I was doing but I definitely wasn't squatting like definitely not and everything I was swinging the dumbbells I don't know what I was doing I was just doing loads of random Stuff so basically during COVID, um, I got myself a coach online, um, and I followed his plan. Now, if I look back on that, I don't think that that would like it taught me something, but I definitely didn't get the right advice from somebody because my body at the time was extremely lean, and I was put into a further deficit. A
0: deficit for so-
1: with the goal of trying to put my body in like a lower body fat position to gain. But I don't think that, it, if I look back now, it was definitely wrong. Because I definitely got way too skinny. Um, what, what were your ha-
0: calories at then? I'm curious, oh, Lauren, if I- you were if you were 48 kilos and you were in a deficit.
1: My calories were like 1,400. But I mean, like I was upset. Like, I was doing everything to a T. I was wearing a whoop belt because I didn't trust my Fitbit at the time. Like, yeah. I was checking everything. But if I look back, my sleep was absolutely awful. Like, I could not sleep. I was constantly hungry. I was waking up, and the first thing I would do would, would be I would have a glass of water and I would go for a run. Now, yeah. with the well, runs, I- Goal was to burn 250 calories, and the gyms were closed, so the only option I really had was to go for a run. I didn't have any bikes or anything at home. After a while, your body takes longer and longer and longer to burn that 250 calories. Yes. So right. <laughs> essentially, I was running 12k, and I was just getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. And my goal was to build my glutes. I was getting. <laughs> in the process and I was trusting the coach and I think it just goes to show that sometimes you should ask for a second opinion and you should make sure the coach you, you choose has experience in coaching people like you and has your best interest at heart and is not just looking for a transformation because that type of plan sent me over the edge like I never forget to say um I basically was offered from a company a barbecue package during lockdown and I always remember this and these these things they helped me to coach my clients they sent me out a package right and I was sticking to my meal plan I think I was about week five and I never had an off plan meal I was like taking these these things seriously I I was weighing my berries to point that. I was even afraid to cook my chicken on the barbecue just in case my dad <laughs> made grams, which is mental. Oh
0: my god! right, yeah. Never
1: forget it, I got sent a barbecue package from a company and I had this barbecue and say I had like chicken wings and stuff. And I told my coach at the time, And their approach was like to literally like give out to me and go mental and tell me, no, I'm meant to stick to the plan, blah, 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 blah. And stuff like that, that really affected me because when I came off the plan and left the coach, I didn't know how to eat properly again. And I was only on that plan for, I think it was like six or seven weeks, but it really, really messed up my relationship with foods because then every time I went to eat something that let's say was quote unquote bad in my head I was feeling awful like I was feeling guilty so that's what that's what kind of trigger
0: binge eating then Lauren because
1: yeah and I got to the stage where I actually have another friend and people who were coached by the same person and they all experienced the same thing but basically I got to the point where if so when I left the plan I continued to kind of do the plan myself but I was allowing myself to have let's say an off plan meal but this meal was definitely a cheat meal and a cheat meal would turn into a cheat day and it wasn't like it would get to the point where like I would literally stick to my calories all Week now, I was over restricting myself still because I say my calories were max 1600, like definitely. And I was still training six day, days a week, doing my cardio on top. I, I, my steps were through the roof. So, and people used to be like to me, a rest day to me was still like 20,000 steps. I was like, yeah, sure <laughs>
0: yeah that's it. a workout. Yeah, yeah.
1: After recovery, I was calling that. So, I don't know what that was, but yeah, it got to the point where when I had let's say a pizza or I had a burger I would feel the need to eat everything in sight because I knew that the next day I wasn't allowed to have that sure. and that it would be another week before I had it again.
0: And what would like what would a typical day of, of binge eating then look like for you and
1: like my breakfast would stick the same i would have like my oats and stuff the same like i love oats i've been eating the same breakfast for the past two and a half years i think i'm addicted the only thing i do is i change the way i cook the oats (laughs) old ones i have the overnight ones but i don't change that breakfast and if i don't have my oats for breakfast i'll i'll have them for lunch or i'll have them in my last meal and
0: I'm the same oats every day. Yeah, they're 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 like dessert. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, unreal. Um, but no, not the like a typical day. Like I could be fine. I could get to my lunchtime and let's say even something like having a chicken roll would throw me off. Like it wouldn't be like massive greasy food. It it would just be off plan. Or if I had something that let's say I couldn't track on my fitness pal again throw me off and I I used to do things that I see in clients now so like I would go out for food with friends and I would o- order something that maybe I thought was healthy but then I would go home and binge so like oh, and a lot yes of yeah it's yeah around. you don't want people to know and I yeah. also didn't want someone thinking oh that's that girl the fitness girl and she's having that mm. like came yeah. like a perception thing as well I think I was I was afraid to eat bad foods call yeah. it that in front of people in case they judged me and I think gotcha. I just developed this massive problem with my mindset
0: yeah yeah I can actually relate to something similar I'm not sure have you heard of the 75 hard challenge no, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so 75 hard is it was a challenge that I did during lockdown because, like everyone, you wanted something to focus on and something yeah. just to do. So, I thought now will be the perfect time. 75 hard, what's involved is in 75 days consecutively, you got to do two workouts a day, both of them have to be at least 45 minutes, but one of the workouts has to be outdoors. That's oh. the first thing. Secondly, you must follow a diet. But there's a caveat to that. Absolutely no alcohol and no cheap meals. All right. Her thing was.
1: Five days.
0: Yeah, for, for 75 consecutive days. So two workouts a day for 45 minutes. One of them outdoors. Follow a diet. No cheap meals. No alcohol. Drink a gallon of water a day. Read 10 pages of a book a day. And the final one is just take a progress picture. And off all of those five or six things, the easiest thing to do is take a progress picture. You know, that requires minimal effort. But here's the rule. If you miss one of the steps in the 75 hard challenge, you have to go back to day one and start again. You can't just pick up where you left off. So for me, I got to day 42, which is exactly six weeks in. And I did my two 45-minute workouts. I followed the diet. I drank the gallon of water and then on day 43, which I thought was day 43, as I was taking my progress picture, I looked at my camera roll and I was like, where's yesterday's photo? It wasn't there.
1: My God. I just
0: scrolled back, went through like recently deleted. It wasn't there. So it was like, it was just that realization that you did this for 42 days and then one small little thing you messed up. Now, Lauren, what do you think my reaction was when I was, same like you, pacifying foods as good and as bad, when s- suddenly I knew that I was off the challenge?
1: It's it, just like, it, it actually is horrible. Like, and it, it's, it's a horrible you know, feeling. I used to say to people, I wish I didn't have the knowledge behind the foods. I actually wish I didn't know that better. Like back then, I just wish I didn't even know the calories. I was like, Oh, please don't even tell me because I got to a point where like I would freak out so much, and do you know what? It didn't change until I moved back to Dubai, and when I moved back, I lived in a house with five people, and um, and one of the girls was PT 2 and I was looking at what she was having, and like she looked unreal, and I was like, oh my god, and she was um, <laughs> online coach too, and I think like. I started to go out again and I started to like, if you go out, everybody knows the next day, it's very hard to stay on track. You're less inclined to make really good decisions if you go out, like in terms of your nutrition. And that's why I don't encourage people to drink every weekend if they're on a diet plan. It's it's not practical, but... Being in Dubai, Dubai has absolutely unreal food and there's so many brunches and watching everybody else do it and living with people that actually just eat normal. I was like, oh my God, why am I so obsessed with foods? Like it just kind of, it really did. It made me break that cycle and I actually gained 10 kg but I didn't know I was gaining it and I never forget it. I went to take my weight once and I was like oh my god I'm 62 I was actually going skiing in Dubai mall and my cousin was like to me I, I never forget what she said there's comments that always kind of stick in my head yeah, was, yeah. you're 62 no you're not and we both just looked and I was like as puzzled as she was <laughs> and I was like that actually just goes to show that the scales means absolutely nothing because if I had me in tracking my weight all along that would have triggered me to get into the 60s but when I got to 62 and I actually just felt the way I felt like my I got my period back I was feeling like like my energy my mood and I just felt more confident in pictures and stuff when I was super skinny although I was posting and all like I didn't like what I was seeing I think I had a bit of body dysmorphia because I was obsessed with being skinnier but I don't think I wanted to be skinnier I think I wanted to be toned and that's what most girls look for but I don't think they realize they need a little bit of muscle to be able to see that being toned and defined is not just being skinny yeah
0: yeah like when you think that when people say they want to tone up like when you actually break it down what does tone like what gives your body that shape and that tone it's muscle in the absence of body fat you build muscle by lifting weights, you lose body fat by being in a deficit, but you need to have muscle there at the, as the baseline at the baseline is what you were saying to actually get there. So I know Lauren, something you kind of speak about. Um, I was just checking out your, your profile there. It's like strong is the new skinny.
1: Yeah. Like I so definitely. Like,
0: yeah. Hate- would you mind just elaborating a bit on that?
1: Yeah. So the way I coach my clients at the moment is I tell them, if you're going to gym, don't be thinking I'm going to gym to burn calories. Of course, you're going to burn calories. But if that is your intentions, it's very hard to get past that point. And often if you have girls and they come on board and you don't give them cardio and you just give them resistance training, they're going to taxi it, And I always get a detection. They they're like, I'm not really burning anything. Your Fitbit doesn't know how to calculate that properly, yeah. and it's like it's it's not the same. And the benefits you get from going to gym and being able to squat right actually just putting. I don't mean like squat as in holding a dumbbell and stuff. Everybody starts there. But when you get to the bar and you can actually squat and hold the weight, the benefits of how you actually feel and the confidence you get of going into the gym, walking to that bar and actually being able to do it is so much better than looking <laughs> to- Oh my God, there is nothing worse. Like I remember back then I used to struggle and I used to just never do it like, else, terrified of doing that squats with the bar terrified hip thrusts I was like how are people doing this like and now like the confidence you get like I don't even care I would tell some, somebody if they don't feel comfortable or they're bloated put on a baggy jumper put on a baggy t-shirt and go in and just lift it because the majority of the time guys I used to think that guys would be impressed if they seen this little skinny girl in a little bra with in the, the gym. pink
0: dumbbells. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, or doing a little ab workout in the side. No way. They're more impressed by seeing some girls squat loads or doing. And I'm not saying you have to go to the gym for guys. Or, absolutely, or
0: yeah. Like or that, Vice versa, absolutely, in yeah.
1: In terms of your confidence, the comp, like, the boost you get from going in I have girls and they message me and they're like oh my god oh my god oh my god I just did a pb of this and my sister now like my sister's 16 and she just started going to to the gym and I'm glad that I think the mindset around lifting weights has changed because in her friendship group now she's 16 they're all about weightlifting and she will not come to a cardio class with me sometimes I still like to do like the odd spin because I love the challenge yeah and it's not part of my routine or my training plan but I do the odd one if I'm bored on the weekend and I'm like oh I wouldn't mind doing that but my sister would never do that and that's kind of good because she's like and she'll come home from school now and she's like oh my god one of the girls in my year can got this and they and it's such a big challenge like it's great I fit I feel like for girls to learn that like you don't get bulky from lifting weights yeah has took years but I feel like it's finally there and people actually get it and now the next thing is the foods I feel like that's still a struggle for most girls and most girls think that if they go for food they need to get the salad or they need to get this because they're a girl when no 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 no. like girls need carbs and they need not even just carbs like I have a lot of girls who come on board and they're afraid to have fats as well like healthy fats and it's mental and that affects your hormones so much I look back to my plan when I started I was on like 35 grams of fats no wonder why I didn't have a time in a month like that's mental like that is not enough for your hormones and when I went to get to get my bloods done my body wasn't producing enough progestion back then yeah. and like I'm not surprised I was putting my body through so much stress and people don't get that if you go to gym that's a stress yes. on your body yeah. so if you if you don't even have enough foods, then it's it's not gonna do you good I say to most girls that if they're coming on a fat loss plan the the results they come from nutrition your sleep and your stress management if you can get those great then focus on the gym the gym is a bonus and the gym is to help yeah. you feel, feel good so that's my style at the moment
0: gotcha yeah very good for and um what what's your current like workout but at the moment so Lauren?
1: so at the moment so I used to just go and do like lower upper Lower, upper, and just rotate. And um, I found a hard sketch structure. And then when I was in Dubai, I increased my leg days to three sessions. Oh, three I'm, times a week because <laughs> yeah, let's get those glutes <laughs> But I, just, I found it I still found it hard so at one time in Dubai to grow my glutes people won't believe this but I was up at like three and a half thousand calories a day and I was actually struggling to get that in sometimes because of my job because I basically I worked for a gym and I was teaching the classes. I had my own clients and then I was doing online. So trying to eat that on top was making me feel a bit. So some days I'm not even. He's very
0: active. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It wasn't a very clean bulk sometimes sometimes I' would have <laughs> factory just because it was the easiest way to get the calories in but I don't recommend that now but it did work <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: the
1: factory here but my three spe- and a
0: half thousand is a lot of cat like I'm currently at about 34 3500 and yeah. even some I'm, I'm doing that now to be fair like relatively clean. I just don't like the way eating a lot of junk food makes me feel my mood my productivity my training, my performance but whatever about me like Wayne whatever I'm probably 20 30 kilos extra than you are like for a girl to get 3500 calories in
1: that, that
0: must have been a struggle
1: it's so hard it's literally so hard um but my split at the moment is I do my shoulders and my arms together so basically like my shoulders and my triceps i do that in one day then i do back and biceps and then i do two of the leg days and one is glutes and hamstrings and one is glutes and quads and i always kind of make sure between my leg days if i can give as much of a gap as possible it just depends on the week but if i can have like two or three days between those sessions it's great i used to love like i do i love to go for runs but honestly myself I always notice if I start the running I see a difference in my glutes it begins to drop and it's either I bring my calories up which like I just find if I'm running and my goal is to build my glutes and I'm trying to train I'm not as good in my workouts like sure. in my resistance training and it doesn't matter if I ran a day before or whatever I still find it hard so for the time being, I've cut the cardio. I do like the stairmaster for like ten minutes as like a yeah. warm up kind of thing, but that's it. I don't do any cardio anymore. Yeah. More steps. My steps are high. I love walking. I love li- listening to podcasts. <laughs> this is the first you one have that to I
0: listen watched. back to this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and and personally, what I like to do because I, I still like to stay relatively fit. Um, just for like. 5k 10k runs events yeah. like that but i'll i'll do my cardio at the end of the workout like i i made the mistake before i'll be honest so like you know you run like a 5 or a 10k or you do all your run and then you load up a barbell and put a do back squats your performance as you said it does decrease it'll take away from your strength increase the risk of injury so if you are someone who likes to do that bit of cardio i would recommend do it at the end of your workout yeah. And at least then you you've got the weights done and you can transition onto that. To be
1: honest, at the end of my workouts I'm starving <laughs> so Yeah,
0: like, yeah, I know, yeah. It's always a good sign of a workout though, isn't it? I know having-
1: the main thing I am really, like dying for my square bar, like I'm like, I have to eat before I even get home. I have my lunch at home, but I do have to have something. Or right, I don't know what it is, I don't know if this happens to you, but I get very like, oh, I need food, it's probably all the blood flow going, but
0: a hundred percent, yeah, depending on the workout as well. But I often feel after like a hard leg session or something, it's like. I I could be like an absolute demon though if I if I if I'm in the shower and something comes up and I'm not able to eat for like another thirty minutes, I don't know. Do you ever just get this like brain fog where it's like you can't even think clearly and it's like you're in a bad mood.
1: I, really actually, I said to my dad I don't think I'm normal like you know the way there's people and they actually forget to eat I'm not one of those people like it's <laughs> really, my priority it doesn't matter where I am if I'm even going somewhere I'd be thinking hmm how many hours it is between that? because I know myself I get hungry and it's exactly. not worth it. Yeah. And I always say to clients as well, in terms of, I think it goes back to that restrictions and binging and stuff as well. If you leave these massive gaps between your meals, Absolutely. you're more inclined just to go and eat crap them because you can't think straight and you're just like, oh, give me something now. Like, do you know that kind of way? Uh,
0: and so speaking of food and flexibility, I feel this is something you really preach in your content, Lauren. Like a lot of your recipes and meals there. They're high protein, low calorie, but they look super tasty as well. So like, can you just share some tips for anyone who is on like a real like rigid plan at the moment? And personally, for instance, big mindset shift for me was actually like the few just being able to eat bread and white potatoes. Like those two foods for me were like, oh, no, no, no. If if I eat those, I'm going to gain weight. But once you understand how to actually fit them in and include them into your overall calories, like for me, it was like a light switch. You hear all the coaches saying you can do it, but you always have that bit of skepticism and doubt that it's okay for them because, but I'm different, in insert excuse. So for anyone out there, Lauren, who's still maybe classifying some foods as good, some foods as bad, and who may like get anxiety even around social events or eating out, what are some tips that you'd give to him or to her?
1: How. Oh basically this is my opinion when you're starting off as a coach it's hard to calculate macros for people and give them like loads of options to follow and it can confuse people so that's why like the easiest way to give somebody a plan and the easiest way to get to get results is to have that consistency and say here's your meal stick to this Now, that, of course, works and you can get like fantastic results. But the problem there is that's great for people who know what they're doing. And then if they want to swap this or swap that, they can do it. But for the type of girls that I train, the problem isn't that. The problem is they don't understand nutrition and they have a bad relationship with food so if I go to them and I give them three meals and I'm like this is what you need to eat okay they'll get results but at the end of the program they won't have a clue what to do because they're still going to be totally confused so the way that I train my clients is I give them calories now depends on the client there's some girls and I said just take a picture your food and send it to me and i'll check the portion but for the majority of my clients i give them the calories and the goal is stick to the macros as close as possible but the main one to focus on is your protein so i keep saying every meal you have should have 30 grams of protein this is just like a benchmark for the majority of people Uh, Again, it does depend on the person and their macros. So when they're making their meal, I'm like, what do you actually enjoy eating? If you're somebody who likes chocolate, then why are you not having chocolate? Like you can just incorporate the chocolate into your plan. Obviously, I don't recommend having marshmallows and Freddo bars every day in your oats, but maybe once or twice a week, put them in and the rest of the week have dark chocolate add in like just try to balance your meals out like if you're somebody that let's say wants to prep your meals that's great prep your meals if not I'll teach you how to have wraps and bagels for for lunch instead it just comes down to somebody's lifestyle as well like for some People it suits them to have that, and for some girls it doesn't. And for people who work in business, let's say, and they have lots of lunches and they have to go for for meals out with their clients, right? It is not okay for me to say, "Here's a meal plan. There you go," because they're not going to bring their Tupperware out with clients. Like I have girls and they're lot they're lawyers, right? And they have to go for meals. So what I say is, when you get to the restaurant keep your breakfast the same keep your snacks the same when you get to the restaurant pick something that's high in protein ask for the sauce on the side and add in some healthy fat so they can ask for halloumi cheese they can get normal cheese avocado nuts there's so many ways to do it and I'm not going to be like you need to track that meal no you don't just track your breakfast track your dinner and then get back on track Life is not supposed to be like I believe you shouldn't have to track your food every single day for the rest of your life. And you know yourself from being a coach, the point of tracking is you learn how to visualize food, and then eventually you kind of know. And if you're having similar meals each day, what is the point of tracking it? You're literally just putting the same thing in again and again. So, my goal on on my Instagram and my TikTok is to show people that you don't have to eat chicken and broccoli to get results. I encourage you to eat chicken and broccoli the odd time just because it's easy and things like having (laughs) pita breads with like ham and cheese, like sticking to the basics sometimes. Yeah, of course, you can't make these fancy meals every day. But if you really enjoy foods, you can think outside of the box. Like you don't have to have to be boring to get results and nothing is good or bad and I often have girls they come and they say oh if I have bread it bloats me and I'm like how often do you have bread and they're probably only having bread when they binge or once a week of course it's gonna bloat you because your body is not familiar on how to digest it but if you balance your meals out each day perfect another thing I see and I think it's coming from Instagram at the moment is a lot of clients, they come on board and everything they have is low fat or low cal. The problem with that, and I'm seeing it a lot with clients, is they're sticking to their calories and that's great and their protein is high, but they're not having enough proper carbs and real food to help with their digestion and help to break it down and I'm seeing that loads like I'm all for these like slim rolls and slim bagels but sometimes it's just not enough to get that (laughs) don't mean to be disgusting but to help you break down your food you need to have proper food so yeah I'm just really passionate about food and I just feel like I hope girls don't go on these plans like I don't mind like a transformation and stuff like that as long as you are like aware of the effects that it can have on you and as long as you have like a coach to support you when you're finished the four the yes. four weeks yeah, Absolutely. The, back up
0: yes yeah yeah and even with these like short-term plans like Look, they do work in the short term, but it's like just understanding that it's not sustainable to, to follow that procedure long term. And provided you do have an exit strategy that you don't just build yourself up to this, you know, magical date at the end when you'll be done. You also got to think of what happens next, which is why it's always a good idea, I feel, to set a goal, but then set a follow on goal once that initial goal is actually is actually completed. So you have something else to work towards. Because otherwise you can feel like a bit lost. Like, oh yeah, I've I've achieved the body that I want. Where do we go from here? Do we continue yeah. dropping? Or, you know, if you have another go there in mind, then it it obviously becomes easier. Lauren, we're we're coming up in time here, but I feel we covered a lot of everything from training. Oh, Big on right. food there. You're very, very passionate about that. Lauren, what I'd love to know now is just to wrap thing, wrap it up. Um By the time this airs, so currently it's mid-November, this will be out in just the start of December. And obviously, Lauren, with the holidays coming up and a couple of nights out, you're someone, as we mentioned, who preaches balance with food. How do you incorporate balance with alcohol or going for drinks if anyone here is obviously going out for a few Christmas sociables?
1: Okay, so we live in Dublin, well, I live in Dublin this is for Ireland but basically people have this all or nothing approach and I've had it for years and honestly you do not have to go out with the intentions of going on an absolute mad one you will enjoy your night so much better if you go out and you think of the balance if you set yourself a goal for the next day so organize a breakfast date or a coffee and a walk and then when you go out you're already setting those intentions in your mind yes. thinking right tomorrow I'm going on this walk so maybe I might have a glass of water between my drink or I might just drink at a slower pace not Everyone has the same mi- mindset and the same goals. And if you're surrounding yourself with friends who actually enjoy to go on mad ones and go back to sessions, et cetera, then maybe you need to think: Should I go out with them, <laughs> or yeah. should I? Go out with them? And I totally. I I have distanced myself from people, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think if you if you can put in your mind before you go out that you're not going to get like this, then you're less inclined to get yes. to get like that. Also, I think simple things that people overlook is the next day when you first wake up your body is going to be screaming for foods. it always is if you can just prolong that for like an hour get out get some fresh air have some water get some carbohydrates yeah, yeah change your mindset and then have your breakfast as normal if you want yeah. to have your takeaway have your takeaway but don't eat crap food all day long because you're going to be hung over for another day because you're still yeah. going to finish shit the next day and that's what happens with these two-day hangovers people yes the next yeah day, screaming for good food and they're not giving it to them they're just making their hangover worse yeah
0: so, yeah that's- L- lauren you, you saying there were like that all or nothing mentality that was me in my early 20s it's well, like that me too. when, that's when, when i'm best. out i'm out and, and and you know you just go to absolute town and it to be fair i wouldn't have been the worst for the food the next day but still my choices yeah. would be wouldn't have been the best but um as you said it's something I've been exploring lately, like just going out and having a few and still like waking up and feeling relatively fresh. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that either. Um, And as you said, you know, don't try not to be too easily influenced if someone's like, "I ah, go on, go on, but they might have complete different intentions and goals as you yeah. do. So as you said, I'm rethinking that. Lauren, we're, we're just going to finish up with our final five rapid fire yeah. Q&A. All right. And this yeah. has been awesome so far. So the first one is, what is one new habit you've implemented this year?
1: Meditation. I love meditation, but it puts me asleep. I'm not very good at it and I hold my hands up.
0: <laughs> I think it's
1: just like, go, go, go. I I love it. It just helps me. If I'm feeling stressed, I'll do it. And I'm like, it's
0: lovely. Awesome. Do you do that in the morning or night or different times um, of day?
1: Out, out the day? So if I'm busy or like I'm I feel a bit stressed, I'll put on yeah. a 10 minute meditation on YouTube and it just helps to calm me down. Insane.
0: just helps me stay fast. I love it. Brilliant. When you hear the word successful, who's the first person that comes to mind?
1: Kim Kardashian. I think she's a boss woman and I think like she started off doing something that maybe she shouldn't have done and she has proved herself to the world and she is somebody yeah. who doesn't care about what Anybody else thinks and she knows exactly what she wants and she goes and she gets it.
0: I like it. Yeah, strong personal brand. Awesome. Um, if you could go back to when you first started in the in the gym, Lauren, I feel we touched on this. What is one piece of advice you give to your younger self?
1: Move away from the cardio section. Don't <laughs> be afraid to step <laughs> out of your comfort zone. <laughs>
0: Respect, oh, that's an awesome one. Um, what do you feel is the most underrated gym exercise that most people do not do enough of? Oh,
1: in the gym, just in the gym, in the gym, yeah. Do you know what? I actually think it's probably hip thrust because I thought that squats were like the main thing for growing your glutes, and lately I'm not, I'm not noticing with the hip thrust, I'm getting much. better results, and it's all about the angle of your feet as well sometimes like i'm like oh i'm hitting this part and this part so yeah hip thrust
0: hip thrust awesome yeah i did i did eight minutes every middle on the middle of eight reps last friday and i was barely able to walk saturday and sunday (laughs) they are amazing finally what is one question lauren you wish people asked you more um oh
1: you wish i asked that's have to throw me off um how are you basically i'm not asking like i feel like a lot of the time in dublin for when you meet somebody they're like what do you do or something i'd like somebody just to to get to know to know you for who you are sometimes instead of trying to quiz you i don't know maybe maybe that's a shit question a shit answer to your question Uh, i don't know
0: like
1: uh yeah yeah
0: not tying not tying all your identity just to your to your job title or what you actually do for a living.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like like I don't know, but I actually was saying this to my dad the last day. I I was saying like you go to a shop and it takes nothing to actually just Say hello to somebody or be nice
0: Absolutely. to them. Absolutely.
1: I was basically a waitress for years and I used to feel that, you know, when someone's just rude all the time and they don't know, you could be in college, you could be doing this to go away in the summer, they don't know your background. So just be nice to people everywhere you go because you don't know why they're there or what they're doing. So yeah, just be nice to everybody.
0: Unreal. Unreal. I right. know, La- <laughs> that's awesome. Lauren, I feel like we covered a lot here, but. For all of our listeners out here now who want to learn a bit more about you and what you offer, where is the best place to send them?
1: Yeah, uh, I hate saying this, but my Instagram is Lauren Scully's PT. I feel like if you put PT at the end of it, <laughs> it's.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll post I'm that gonna... in the show notes, anyways. So it's Lauren Scully PT on IG. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the best place. Awesome. Lauren, final question because this is the Lifestyle Lifters show. What is your definition of living a successful life, sir?
1: Just being happy and waking up every single day and having a purpose. Once you have a purpose, then that's all. You shouldn't be waking up and regretting to start your day. You should be waking up and springing up and feeling like, oh, today is going to be a great day.
0: I love it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lauren, thank you so much for hopping on. This has been amazing. Great touching base and great chatting with you. and. For all of our listeners out there, if you got value, loads, a ton of value taken from today's episode, please do share the show. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, subscribe on Spotify and tag me, tag Lauren in your IG stories if you listened and if you enjoyed the episode. Lauren, thanks so much for hopping on. It's been amazing.
1: Thanks.